Head of Household Radio Show. I am your host, Adrian Ford, and I want to give a special thanks to everyone tuning in this morning. Today we'll be discussing growth and decision-making as a head of household. I have with me this morning my brother in Christ, Vladimir Gonzalez, who I'm excited and honored to have with me this morning. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Thank you for having me, man. Kind of happy to be here, too, man. So oh, man. That's, it's been a long been, time coming. It's been a long time coming, man. <laughs> we have been trying to get this together for, for a minute now. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, definitely uh, happy to be here. Um, and just, you know, I thank God for uh, having us cross our path, man, and, and getting to know each other and uh, appreciate everything, you know, your friendship and stuff like that. Um, just, I'm here, man. All you right. Know? Well, man, let's jump into it. <laughs> All right. So, to, to set the stage, uh, I want to talk about growth and decision making as a head of household. Uh, because that's such a vital thing to what we do as men okay. uh, for our families. Um, the decision-making part, and then if we're not growing correctly, uh, mm -hmm. it's going to severely impact that decision-making. Yeah. Um, there are men that choose to kind of stay stuck and watch their families suffer in a place uh, that they're not thriving in. And so instead of getting along with God and asking him not only what does he want for your life, but where does he want you to do it at, uh, that's, that's such an, an impactful question. Um, for us, we that was our, that's our story. Yeah. Is, uh, is God literally called us out of our comfort zone to a place we had never been uh, to start a life that we had never lived. Mm -hmm. And for for me and my family, within months uh, we packed up and left. And you guys were a couple weeks. Yeah, we did everything um, in three weeks, man. Three weeks. Three weeks, and coming from you know. The size of my family, I have you know, I have six kids, Whew. and so it's eight of us. So it's like it was it's from to make that happen. Um, it, it in the natural because you got to look at it in the natural, right? You know what I'm saying? You got to look at it in the natural. It's like in the natural uh, world, it's like people is in, it, they'll tell you, oh, it's impossible for you to make that happen. It's impossible for you to grab all your kids, grab your whole family, and move down south. It's, and, and move all the way to Texas. And uproot from everything that you know. Yeah. That your comfort zone, yeah. accustomed to. Family. To everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was tough, man, because literally I had to, I'd have to leave everything behind, you know, leave my friends, leave my best friends and my family, my mom, my dad, you know, my kids, grandma and stuff like that. It was, it's, it, it was tough. It's, it's, to this day, it's still tough. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it you, like, us that we're God fearing man like if you got everything if you got God it you know you have God first on everything anything anything's possible absolutely so cause honestly it, it was without if it wasn't for God brother I would not be here right now <laughs> <laughs> I would not be here right now bro I yeah me too we um so I'll I'll get to the Tina and I story in a minute but mm -hmm. take me through uh take me through that that decision making process like take me through take me back when where, where was the place for you that you were at when it was like, okay, so this is no longer working for me and my family. There's got to be something else. At what point did it get to the point where it's like, God, I need an answer. Like, God, this, it's not working here. Where do you want from me? Where do you want us to go? So it, it, it's crazy because um, this morning we had the men's breakfast right. um, from our church. Uh, shout out to our pastor, yeah. uh, Pastor Michael Gamble. Gamble. Radiant Life Church. Radiant Life Church. And, um, and it was, you know, everyone was talking about obedience absolutely you know and, and, and me and you we had we had a few conversations about 
um, how do we please God? Yes. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we show God that we're thankful for everything that He He's done, and what He's about to do in our lives? So, you know, you have worshipers, you have preachers, you have pastors, you have evangelists, you have uh, 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 missionaries. You know that that they do things like that. They 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 uh, worship God in the gift that God has placed in their lives. Right. You know, I'm a little different though. Right. You know what I mean? Like in in the way I please God was is my with my obedience. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people might think, wait, how do you please God with your obedience? Yes, the, the key point of everything is obedient. Mm -hmm. David was obedient. He was disobedient at first, but in the same time he was obedient. Right. So that's why, you know, the word God, well, the word of God says that that his heart was so drawn to God because of his obedience. Right. You know what I mean? And and my my situation was a bit of a you know the word was placed there. The seed was placed there. You know, the word was declared over my, over my life. Now it's my job to be obedient and grab that word and run with it. Absolutely. You know, um, because when when God spoke to my life, uh, you know, years before I, I took that that um, that step to moving here to Dallas, Texas, it was something. You know, you know, um, um, women, 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 and men of God were. You know, give me prophetic words. Yeah. But I never grabbed that word. Right. I was being disobedient. Like, it, like he's like glossed over. Exactly. And it's like, it's almost like when you're receiving that word, it's like, well, I don't know if that's from God. Yeah. And that can't be from, because God wouldn't ask me to do that. Exactly. Yeah. It, like, why would, God would, why would God take me out of my comfort zone? Exactly. And that's the dangerous part. Because when those words were being declared over my life, it was like, it was... God kept sending people after people after right. people, and it became a you know it became a normal a stage for me to listen to that. So like yeah, I heard that. Right. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that I, God's gonna bring me to a different new place, and I heard that. So I got I got comfortable with the word. Right. You know, but I, not with the action. Not though. with the action. The that's action. the thing with people. That's the, that's the thing with people. People get comfortable where they are, but they're not comfortable with the action that you need to take. So you get God sees glory. Absolutely. You know? It's almost like we tend to put God in a box sometimes when it's it's saying like, okay, well, God gave me this word. Well, he'll take care of the rest. Yeah. He'll, he'll take us the rest away. No, we, <laughs> faith without works is good. <laughs> so you, you have to do some work now. Yeah. Now, I gave you what you asked for. And and I'm going to get to that part too because that, that's deeper in the conversation. Um, but it's he gave us what we, we asked for. Mm -hmm. And now we have to put the work in and get us there. Yes, that's right. So, what is that decision making like? Cause I know, I know for, you know, me, me and Tina had went down, uh, one hard road already where we moved without confirmation. Mm. We we moved to California, uh, everything went wrong, and we did that on our own understanding. Scratch that, my own understanding. Yeah. It, it was me leading my family, um, but when I made that decision to lead them there, God wasn't leading me. Mm. I was just taking over the reins and said, you know, I'll get us there. I'll, okay. do I'll, I'll, I'll provide my own confirmation. Well, then I got burned there. I mean, and it was, I mean, everything was, everything that could possibly go wrong uh, went wrong. The second time around, you know, which, which is not a common statement to, that people get to make, is the second time I get to chance to, be, to do better. Yeah. Um, everything had to be spirit led, everything had to be from God, or else we were not going to do it. And we were not going to move. Um, and when I say move, I don't mean move like change cities. I mean like we weren't gonna make a single thought move right in on the board if God didn't get behind it. Yeah. Um, and so we we had to do that uh, because it was spirit led. This transition 
has been so much better than what it was when we transitioned to California. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for for a lot of the families out there, um, I think I think that's that's God's way of of truly uh, almost showing us not only His grace but also it shows a bit of consequence if we don't listen to Him, we stray away. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you move without Him, He's gracious enough to let us uh, fall on our face. But then the grace is so is 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 so overwhelming when He gives us a second chance mm-hmm. to do it again. Yeah, uh, and and the thing is that it's 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 very interesting how. How the how the spirit of God works, right? Okay, because if when you make a decision on your own, right. you're being and, it, and it's funny because uh, before uh, I moved here, I preached about that back home, right? Um, in this Brazilian church, and I said this: I said, when you you think you're being obedient right. to the voice of God, but are you do you have enough discernment to, you know? Tell which one is the voice of God and the voice of your flesh, because your flesh has voice. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that was loud. It is loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like God is a gentleman. God yeah. doesn't do something for you if you don't want to. Right. You like know what I mean? On you. It, it, exactly. Right. So it's like when you're obedient, are you obedient to your flesh, or are you obedient to God? Right. Because if, when you're obedient to the flesh, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do you're gonna fail yeah there's no sustainability in there isn't there Zero. isn't now but when you're when you're obedient to the voice of God nothing can go wrong Absolutely. I'm not gonna say there's not gonna be obstacles there will be obstacles but it's gonna be easier to break those obstacles down yeah. you know and 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 with my decision it was uh I was listening to my flesh yeah. I was like I'm not moving I'm I'm not moving I'm I'm good in Connecticut. I have my family here. I'm active. I'm active in church. I, I, I'm you know my wife is a worship leader. I'm preaching. I'm being invited here. I'm being like I was comfortable, right. not knowing that God wanted to make me uncomfortable. Right. And not me That's knowing right. that God wanted to me uncomfortable. I be, my flesh became uncomfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I feel like we're about to have church, man. Yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly what it was. It was when when we got here, everything, every single door opened for us to get here, even the drive, which I do not like driving. Dude, but, but <laughs> even even the drive uh, to get us here uh, it went better than what it was yeah. when we were driving to California. Yeah. It went better here, and then when we got here. Uh, you know, Texas has this way of embracing you yes. and, and wrapping you up. Yes. And you come in, and it's very overwhelming. I mean, when they tell you that everything is big in Texas, everything is huge. Oh, they mean it. And so when you get here, it's, it's overwhelming, but it's also the people. It's, it's you know uh, what this place is known for. I mean, we're on the Bible Belt now. Hmm. And so uh, when you get here, I mean, you get that instant confirmation of this is, this is, this is God's land. This is where we were supposed to be. Yeah. There's a reason why we're here, but even but even with that though, uh, challenges happen. Yeah, challenges happen where uh, employment may not go the way you thought it was going to go. Um, the place that you rented may not look like or may not be what you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you may even have end up having unforeseen car issues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and now we're here. We got us here, and. We can't do nothing more. <laughs> so that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like it's it's a it's a test, right? Right. Because it is like God gives you 
all the blessings that you're 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 asking for in prayer. Right. You know, there's people like you know, there's people that are asking God, God, I wanna give me money, fix my financial issues. And, and 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 bless me with a beautiful house. Bless me with a beautiful car. You, bless me with anything that's from this, you know, earthly. Mm -hmm. And you're you're asking God for all these things, and He'll give it to you, and you're happy about it. But what about when 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 what what's gonna happen when God decides to be like, you know what? I gave you those blessings. What you got for me? Because God is the type of God. That he blesses you, but he expects something back from you. Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know what, God's going to bless me. God bless me, he's going to bless me. Yeah, but what are you doing to keep that blessing? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got it, but much like, like a lot of things in our life, keeping it is, what's, is, is the hard part. Yeah. You can get it. You can get anything, yeah. but you have to keep it. And that's the thing. People that, the, the people that do that, some of the people that do that, they think that by God blessing them, that you need to do the works to pay him back. Yeah, no. You know what I, 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 said, I said it before. I was on uh, Marcus's show, and and I made a, I made a comment about people get wrapped up in trying to leave a tip. Yeah, you don't need to leave it. It's it's paid in full. Yeah, done. but there are other ways that you show your gratefulness mm -hmm. by by the way you live, by the decisions you make, by the by the things you choose to serve him. Yeah, um, by your display of your obedience. Yeah, um, and that's 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 a very hard thing to do when you have uprooted and you're starting over from ground zero um but not only really just you you have to you're not only trying to get yourself straight you have to also keep your family straight absolutely you have to have you have to you have to also you know just because you come here and you see the value and you see how great it is and you're happy to be here mm. none of the happiness matters if your wife ain't happy when we moved to california i love california i love everything about the west coast i am I'm west coast till i die but my wife has one of the strongest discernments mm. when it comes to spirits being over things and, and God not being in a place. Mm. And from the second we got there, she was like, we're going to try to make this work. But I, I feel this here. It's not, God is not in this place. Like, it's this place just, I have this feeling. And she was losing sleep over She, I mean, from the moment we got there, she was begging to go home. Mm. I mean, and it, it is hard because in that, in that moment, we had just gotten married. Uh, we were pregnant. We hadn't had the miscarriage yet, uh, mm. but we were pregnant. Um, she was out of her comfort zone, and, and, and Tina's comfort zone is a little bit different from mine, where I've always branched out from my family. I always find some kind of reason to leave or get out of there and, and go do my own thing and make my own path. Yeah. Um, but with Tina, Tina has you know her sisters, her mom. She That's her comfort zone. Yeah. Her church was there. Yeah. And so... She, you know, prior to me, she had built this. This is, you know, this is this. I love being in this place right here. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable. So I know who I am in this place. And then I got her and pulled her out of that place. And it was so uncomfortable for her. And it was hard because I'm, I'm trying to make the best out of the situation. And I'm trying to uh, show her all the great things that California has to offer, which is not, I lost that battle. It wasn't many. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't many. Like, I, that, that battle was dead and gone. I don't even bring it up anymore. Um, but it was me, it was almost like it, it started severely impacting uh, just me as the head of our household because mm -hmm. my wife is ailing, yeah. she, you know, and it's hard. And, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to support her in this, 
but it, it's hard because she's you know she's I'm, I'm pulling her to California and she's pulling the state at mm -hmm. home mm -hmm. and you know we we were round and round and eventually we gave in and ended up going back home but the interesting thing about going back home was that just because you didn't listen to God didn't mean that the, that didn't mean that you leaving your home was wrong. Mm. The destination that you chose was wrong. Yeah. You didn't listen to him on that. Yeah. So it's almost like getting the message but not receiving the full message. You only listened to half of it. Yeah. So we got the message to leave Seattle. Okay, we're going to California. No, I didn't say that. You took that part over. Yeah. When we went back home, things were different. Mm. You know, Tina saw everything different. This this home that she was fighting to get back to was like God made me uncomfortable here. Yeah. He wouldn't let me be comfortable there. He wouldn't let her be settled there. And it took over because of everything, of everything that we had went through, I had I had given up. I was like, oh, I'm going back to Seattle. I'm never leaving Seattle. And Tina had then taken over and said, Seattle's not it. Now, I don't know where God's going to place us, but it's not here. And That's she, tough. It is. That's tough. And then, and then we, we flip-flopped. <laughs> and... Because I, you know, I had been through all that. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to. I was like, I'm not trying to move anywhere else. This is safe. I'm back yeah. now. I'm back in the safe comfort zone. Yeah. And she's like, no, I, I'm, I'm getting that feeling again that God's saying not here. So then I'm like, we going to California? No, <laughs> but it's not here. Yeah. Well, then where? This is where we get into. We're getting into the next part of this of the show of of the importance of you of your alone time with God mm -hmm. the importance of you it's it's not your job to figure out where your family is leading to where you're going it's not it's your job to consult with God it's your job to to ask God what does he want for me and my family and then you take what you feel like God's giving to you and you take it back to your wife and you ask your wife what do you think God's telling you and you guys sit and you guys discuss it yeah so it when my when my decision was um you know, uh, I, you know, I lived in Connecticut for so many years. You know, uh, when I came, uh, when I came from Dominican Republic, I, I came straight to New York City. So I grew up in New York City, right? So and uh, and uh, yeah, NY in the building. I got some <laughs> NY people looking at me right now. New York in the building. Um, so when we um, when we transitioned to Connecticut, um, I was in Connecticut for a long, long time, right? You know, have my friends there, have my family, you know, and the rest of my family moved from NY to Connecticut. Right. So I was good. So when it came to the time when I was older, you know, I have, you know, I was already married. I have my kids and, uh, you know, I was, it, it, when I, I started asking God for something that I wasn't ready to, my flesh wasn't ready to to receive. Right. You know, and I kept asking God for something. I kept, I kept asking God, like, God, like, you know financially I need I need something better you know I, mm -hmm. I was working currently working for you know the company that I work for now um, and I kept asking God I'm like I need something better I need something better and, you know Connecticut is a uh, is it's very expensive so for the size of my family yeah it's very very expensive <laughs> Seattle ain't brother, I got six kids bro oh wow you know what I'm <laughs> so it, 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 it was it was tough man to raise you know six kids you know, with with the type of income that I had, yeah. you know what I mean. So it was, it was very tough. My wife, she was working, and and in the same time, it was very very tough. So I, I kept asking God, like, what what do you have? Right. Like, what do you need me to do to change something? That's something's not right, you know, because yeah. 
at the time it was like I kept struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling. And you know, when you when you're in a place when you when you feel the 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 the, the pressure and the, the oppression, you know, all yeah. that you know the suppression coming in, you 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 start asking yourself like, okay, is it me? Yeah. Am I am I opening doors? Am I doing something? And what what is it? Right. You know. And I kept you know kept asking God. And literally, God spoke to my life. You know, so I remember like it was yesterday. It was at three o'clock in the morning. I was sleeping. Literally, God, I felt the spirit of God come upon me and told me, "I we need to talk." Yeah. You know, because sometimes you you know you you want to have a talk with God, but you don't want to listen to what He has to oh, say. Oh yeah, exactly. That's that's that's. That's our, that's our father. Yeah. That's the same thing with our, with our real father. Yeah. With our, yeah, with our earthly father. It's, and, it's and like your dad want to talk and you're like, oh, I know what he's getting ready to say. you're not ready to hear it. want to hear it. It's the same thing. Yeah. The same thing. So, you know, I, I, I felt from the Spirit of God, God literally told me, like I told you this before, yeah. I am taking you to a strange land and I will prosper you. Now, did you, did you, did you, did you really jump on board with being obedient before then or after then meaning when when you were before before you got before God spoke to you were you open to what he might say were you already like you know were you, did you start thinking that process like well what if God what if what God has for me isn't here well that's that's the thing I was like the the the, the men and the women of God that God was using to 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 become a a, a, a gateway for them to speak to my life. Right. I was just listening to what they had to say. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it, I was so stirring about it, it was like, you know what, I need God to tell me. Right. You know? But at the same time, I wasn't I wasn't praying for that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't praying for that. But in the, the whole time, never knew that God was going like this to me. Hey, listen, I'm trying to, hello, yeah. I'm trying to tell you something. But that's why. But that's why we we ask for we ask for God to bless us. Yeah. But you don't get to choose how He blesses. Exactly. Yep. You, you don't get to choose who He sends to mm -hmm. you. You don't get to decide that. Oh, I don't want to hear from this person. No, who I send is who I send. Yeah. And and I, I've had I had to receive that a lot where I there were people I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to listen to you. I didn't want you to tell me anything about that could impede my decision making. Yeah. Until I was able to mature through, well. What if there's a word in that though? Mm. And I just shunned them. Mm -hmm. I just I closed that door so quickly because I didn't want to listen. And did I miss out? And I think about that now sometimes where I'm like, man, there's so many people where I, I blocked them out because I didn't want you to speak against. And that was very that was even with California. You know, when I talked to my wife. Uh, you know, I, I'm constantly apologizing for us moving to California, and she always says, but you know what? You, you without that, you wouldn't have had. Yeah. You would have never came up crosshead a household mm -hmm. without that experience it would have never ushered you into that uh it was it was it was such a it was such a need and you know she always tells me that you know i, I don't think that if even had i came to you and said you know babe god's telling me this and i don't think you would have listened hmm. you were you were so you had so much tunnel vision yeah. to get to california that you you wouldn't listen to anything yeah i wouldn't heard anything and i mean like Everybody, like you were saying, my my dad was telling me, "Don't go." Hmm. Um, uh, men that have, you know, men that are friends of my dad's that have been in my life, uh, been they're his friends. I've been in my life all my life. They uh, they were telling me, you know, you know, man, there's a lot of other places, but don't go there. <laughs> and I was like, "No, you guys don't know. You guys don't know." And my mom and my mom is usually 
a hundred percent. Even if I'm going in the wrong direction, she's like, oh, I'll ride with you. We'll see how yeah. She was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> no, I don't. And he always did the last day, and I was hard hit. Boy, do you know when everything started falling apart? I was like, oh, see, this wasn't it. That's that's what that's <laughs> I wanted. That's what I wanted to get to next, right? So. When, when God spoke to my life, He was like, you know what? I'm taking you to a strange land, and um, and I'm I'm I will prosper. Shout out to our pastor, Mike Pastor Get Michael Gamma's online. Pastor, God bless you. <laughs> He's watching us right now. Um, so when um, when I decided to to you know to grab that word and go with it, brother, let me tell you something. All the doors started shutting on me. Oh yeah! Everything, everything that I was, every door that I thought that 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 God opened for me, He literally was started close every single door, every single door. And I was, I started asking, I'm like, "What's up? Yeah, what you doing? What are you trying to do?" And I, and 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 I, you know, me and my wife, um, and me and my wife is, I'm, I'm blessed to have the the the, the type of wife that I have right now. She's a, a woman of God, you know, and and. As prof- and a, a prophetic, you know, ministry that she has is amazing. Uh, oh, glory and honor to God for that. And it's like we come to, uh, we came to, um, you know, a conclusion that we needed to fast yeah. um, to to actually listen to God's voice more. So we started to fast, and um, literally, God was literally pushing pushing us out. Right. It was like you're not gonna listen to. I'm trying to push you out. So where we decide, literally. Three weeks, bro. Whew. It took three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. I'm a planner. I need longer than three weeks. <laughs> like, like, I got checklists out. I need. Yeah. <laughs> it took. It 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 took. Um. It took three weeks, man. I I uh, I applied for a transfer at right. work, and the first uh, place I I applied for, they denied me. They were like, "Oh no, we're booked. We can't. You know, we don't have enough space." And then the second place that I applied, you know, to get a transfer, I got a call the next day. When I got a call the next day, you know, you being internal with the company, you still have to go through an interview and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I did the interview, and I had the second interview. The third day, they called me and was like, okay, how fast can you be here? I'm like, well, you know, I need it in three I, weeks. <laughs> nah, nah, listen. I was like, I was like, nah, um, yeah, I need about a month and a half. You know, I got a big family. They were like, uh, no, we need you here in three weeks. But see, you chose to continue to see that as, okay, God's going to provide for us now. Yeah. God's moving now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop trying to move on my time. Ex- and this is the time that God has set, and this is when we're moving. Exactly. Was Wiz okay with that? See, that's the thing. This is, this is, this is where the, this is where the, this is where the head of household comes in. Right. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about this in real quick about, about, about my wife. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. This is where, this is where the, the, the head of household comes in. Because some people, some men believe that, you know what, God made the man first and, you know, he added, uh, Eve came from the part of the rib cage and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's biblical. You know, that's the, the, the that's 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 the foundation of what the the creation of man is, right. and it's great. And I agree with it. Obviously, you know, if you don't if you don't read Genesis, you you're not gonna understand Revelation. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, this is where it comes in. Once you have a, a, a marriage and you have uh, you know you have a, a there's a man and a wife, and you're you're both you know God fearing people. Right. Right now, your wife needs to understand that there's a purpose in your life. You have to explain it to her. 
You know what it's, I'm saying? It's not just do as I say. It's, it's you have to exactly. sit down and talk to her. So she, my wife understands that, yes, all glory and honor to God, God uses me, right. you know, however he wants to use me. Yes, I, I am a preacher. Yes, I you know I preach all over the place. Yes, I I, 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 I preach the word of God and I and I give a word of encouragement to those that don't have um, an encouraged period. Right. So now she she needs to you know she came to an understanding like yeah God you know the relationship the intimacy between God and my and my husband I agree with that and I believe it. Now when she when I told her when I told her the word that God. You know, declare over my life. Right. She didn't second guess it. Right. She was like, you know what? Let's do it. You know? Yeah. It was like, let's do it. So it literally took us three weeks, man. Like, and it's crazy. Like I told you, it that weekend we got invited to come minister here in in in, in right. Garland, Texas. Right. You know, it was three days. It was, it was a, a a three day conference. So we came here, we ministered for those three days. In those three days, we had one day to find a place to live. Wow. And you found me that day? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of people don't know the story we're about to hear right now. So we the, we came for a three-day conference. We had a minister three days here in Garland, Texas, right? right. In uh, two, uh, two different churches, Spanish churches, right? right. And we, we were busy Friday. We were busy Saturday. And the only day off we had was Sunday, oh. which it was after church, right? And then so it was like eight o'clock at night. Listen, <laughs> I didn't sleep for three days. We were calling all these landlords. You know, they were like, "Oh no, you know, you know, you coming out of state? We really don't know you. We got we got denied everywhere." Right. And I'm already stressed. I'm in I'm in the hotel. I'm in my hotel room with my wife. Is like, babe, we can't go back to Connecticut without having a place to live. I start working that Monday. Man, and this is my wife Liz. She was like, "What? Oh my God!" We, I'm like, "You better let's let's stop praying." So check this out. That Sunday, we went out to eat breakfast. I remember went to IHOP. First time I ever been to IHOP until right now. Bro. You were to IHOP bro, in Texas? Yeah, man. What you want me to do? I didn't know anything. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was going to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, we uh, uh, we went to IHOP. We had breakfast. We had all the bachelors. We drove here. Yeah. In the in the expedition, right? Yeah. So we we had all the bags packed in the car, getting ready to go back to um to Connecticut, you know, because the kids were back home with my mother-in-law and stuff right. like that. And we were driving, and I remember um I remember me driving in the highway, and just tears coming down my eyes. And I asked, I I told God, I'm like, you cannot let me down. Yeah. You gave me a word. You told me that you would take me to a strange land and you will prosper me. Because this is the thing. God doesn't forget what he promised you. Not at all. But sometimes you have to let God know that you're coming boldly to his throne. Right. Absolutely. And let him let God remember what you said to me. And, and, and I believe in your glory and I believe in your power and I believe that the things that you're going to do in my life, like I'm just letting you know this is what you told me. Right. You people... Um, ask God in a, in a demanding way. Yeah, that's a diff the difference between being bully and being demanding. Right. You know, and literally, I was just crying. I kept, you know, telling God, "I'm like, God, you told me this. Right. Like, you cannot let me down. Like, the devil's literally looking at me, laughing in my face. Right. Like, you should have never. You should stay in Connecticut. You should stay in your comfort zone. And literally, my wife was looking. Uh, she started looking into the newspaper. And literally, there was in McKinney. Right. 
when we found the house, we called the we called the landlord, and he goes like, "Oh, it's okay." It was a, a, this Asian guy? He's a pastor, right. by the way, a great man of God. And um, we we called him up, and he was like, "Oh, come by the house right now. Um, trust me, you're gonna like the house." Yeah. And I told my wife, I'm like, babe, like, this guy's really confident. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't know what I like. And then he goes like, oh, no, trust me. <laughs> he was legit, bro. He was legit telling me, like, bro, listen, come to the house. I know you're going to like the house. I know you're going to want the house. I'm like, all right, all right. So as soon as we put it out to the house, bro, I love the house. He was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. And there was there was a tenant still there living there, and um, I the, I called the landlord. He was like, "Oh, come by, my, come to my house." I went to the house. I walked in there, and the first thing he told me, and I will never forget this. The first thing he told me was like, "You guys are different." Yeah. He was like, "I have fifteen people. I have fifteen appointments for this house." Right. And he was like, "I'm gonna be obedient." The word obedient came back again. He was like, yeah. I'm going to be obedient. And I'm going to listen to what God's telling me. He was like, you know what? This is your house. Yeah. Out of 15 people, when he said, when he soon walked into his house, he was like, you guys are different. There's something about you guys is different. And honestly, it was a favor. You know, it was a favor of God. Yeah. And it was like, literally, he told me, this is your house. This is your key. Literally, he gave me the key. On, on, on that Sunday, that, that one same, day that you guys had. Yes, and this, that same Sunday, we were driving back to Connecticut. He gave us the key. He was like, this is your house. By the time you guys move back in, everything's going to be ready to go. Man. Got in the car, and I'm telling you, we were praising, me and my wife, we were praising God for two and a half hours, man. Just when I'm telling you, you know when you get that spirit of God that falls yeah. up in you, you speaking in tongues, and you just and you, you just let it go, you can't you just stop, let go. you, you just, just let you let go. <laughs> I told, I told, I, t I was like, I screamed like Jesus, better, you better grab this wheel. <laughs> so that's why I don't know why I drive. My yeah. wife is the worst case. She closes her eyes and like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> get so excited, she want to go shake hands. With you. Yeah, like, you know, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and, and we we went, we made it to Connecticut. Um, literally, it took us. It took us a few days. We left everything back home, you know. And your kids, and your kids are they're they're older. So and they yes. they, they got their friends there. Yes. And you and, and they love their grandma. Yeah, they love they their love, grandma. And so and you you come back and you're telling them like, you know, we're leaving. So my kids, from the oldest to the youngest, they're very 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 attached to. Um, their grandparents, yeah. you know, they they um, they're very attached to um, my 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 mother-in-laws, um, and you know their aunts and stuff like that. They're yeah. very attached with my dad and my mom, with my sisters. So it was tough for them, but you know how kids are, man. Everything's everything's like an adventure to them. Right. Like I was driving, we were driving back to 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 Texas, and it was like, bro, I gotta drive twenty three hours, bro. And they just in the back, and they're like. They're like, yeah! Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't they're like, they're like, is this, the, oh, this is awesome, Dad. I'm man. like, yeah, all right. Man, that was, you know what I mean? we were driving, and, and Tom Camp was fine. We're driving, and we, I think at this point, we're at, like, I think, like, 18 hours driving. Mm. And, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm just, like, exhausted. And Cam's in the back, I'm like, hey, this is fun. I'm like, <laughs> no, it ain't fun. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, you know, it was about to send him off to Florida. Yeah. I'm like, hey. man, boy. But it's, I mean, 
it was it wasn't easy for them, man. No, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't easy for them, and and I told them, listen. And the thing is that it, my kids are so understanding. You know, I'm very me and my wife were very very upfront. Uh, I was gonna ask you that. I, I, did you do they do they do they understand? I mean, because this is such a great example mm-hmm. for the kids of of what it truly means to follow God's purpose and plan for your life, and that sometimes that takes just uprooting everything mm. and leaving did, did you guys explain that to them so the, like that's what you guys were doing yeah yeah so before we make in you know when since when my kids were babies man like me and my wife um we taught them how to have a relationship with god yeah. you know it was you know there's people that that that, that want to inject that relationship in their children right um i'm a believer that if you teach your kids how to have how to have a, a relationship with God? How, how to have an intimacy with God? Honestly, I don't. You have nothing to worry about. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I always tell the story of uh, when I saw Aiden. Yeah. I saw, and I didn't. I hadn't. I had met. I had met Liz and the girls. We were at the park. Mm-hmm. That's when first time we were. Because you guys met them. You Liz and Tina met first. Liz and Tina met first. I was at work for that. Yeah. And yeah. I was and I was chasing the boys around, and she was just over talking. And we we had just moved here, so we were always talking to parents at the park, mm-hmm. but. My my wife and I can't even know if I can say this anymore, but she's an introvert. Um, but I I have never seen her gravitate and open up so quickly mm. to anybody the way she did with Liz. Yeah. So that was like my first my first flag of like okay so there's something about this woman right here. Mm-hmm. And then they quickly go into well what brought you to Texas? Yeah. And Tina starts talking and Liz's eyes get really big mm. and then Liz is like and it's like almost the identical exact yeah. story. Yeah. And so. It was one of those things where it just we just clicked, and then Liz, Liz, you've got to meet my husband, Agent. You're gonna love him. So then I told her about head of house, and so she, oh, he's really gonna love. Me. Yeah. And so, and then we just, you know, we we just it's been family ever since. Mm-hmm. And and then when you and I met, it just was like an instant click. Yeah, automatically. Um, and so with, you know, with the things that both of us have gone here, and I've learned to look at them as successes. And, and me and Tina went through this. Um, we went through so much of what you and Liz went through when mm-hmm. you guys moved here. Uh, Tina and I had, it, it almost felt like we were being stripped of everything from that previous season, yeah. all the way down to the car. Yeah. Um, we even tried to bring the car here, and it was like, it was like, no, we're going to get rid of it. God was just removing everything. Like, he didn't Bro, want us going back. Our car all. broke down. You remember that? Yeah. My car broke down completely. But what did he, but then you got blessed. Oh, yeah. Was it in that, that, Otherwise, would not have happened had you stayed in Connecticut, bro. I feel like yes, yes, you're right, absolutely. So, so, my, so the thing that Tina and I realized, and, and this is where I'm going with that with that statement. The thing that Tina and I realized, um, like I said, when we went home and home, you know, me and C, me and Tina, we love Seattle. We're Seattle. I, I'm gonna say this a million times, and I'm gonna have to show I'm Seattle till I die. And uh, by the way, go Hawks. Uh, Come on, man! Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And, and, and so, uh, um, but when me and Tina, you know, when we, you know, we we moved back to Seattle, we moved to Texas, and when we got here to Texas, it finally had dawned on us that what we were asking God for was bigger than the life, and even what our family back home, uh, even what they were asking for, it was bigger than what they were asking mm-hmm. for, and so. When we had begin to kind of sit around, you know, those nights and be like, you know, why, why did it feel like, you know, doors opened up to get us here? And then when we got here, doors started closing, things started happening. What, you know, what happened? It's because of what we asked for. Yeah. And 
we asked for we didn't we, you know we didn't we didn't ask for something little we asked for something huge and so God you know and God didn't 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 uh, didn't shudder it he just okay that's the thing because when when we 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 serve a mighty God absolutely we serve a mighty and powerful God so when God gives you something he doesn't give you something small no, he's no. not a small guy. No. So if you ask, if you ask for something small, what you think is small for him is something like you know what you ask for. You ask for this. Right. Let me give you something better that is bigger than the way you're asking for. But don't you learn to appreciate? I mean, isn't it so? Isn't it so great that he says, "I'm going to give you what you ask for, but before I give it to you, I'm going to prepare you for it, Absolutely. so you know what to do with yeah. it." When I when I got here and so many doors had opened, I mean, it had, so many doors were opening when I was in Seattle for Texas to the point where uh, I hadn't even really applied for a job yet. I hadn't done, people were calling me out of the blue. I had no idea how they got my resume. I had wow. no idea how they even heard. They were calling me, asking me to come to Texas, and and I was ready to jump, mm. just like I was with California. Yeah, people were calling. Man was calling me, and I was ready to move and jump. Yeah. But then my wife, who had learned her lesson from California, I clearly hadn't learned mine, <laughs> who had learned, she was like, no, we're going to wait. And she's in, and my wife has kept this prayer all the way till today of God, close any door that's not of you and for us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, since starting head of household, since moving, I mean, people that have, that I've met and, and, and Adrian, I love what you're doing. I'm going to do so much. I'm going to do this. And, you know, all these promises. And I never, and you, you never fall through. Mm. I never see him again. Um, people who I was supposed to go meet, we, we had lunch date set up. I went, I drove all the way out to meet you, and you're a no show, and I never heard from you again. Um, these are the things that they started out frustrating me, and I started realizing that these are my successes. Yeah, these are you know these are when when things are starting to happen. Yeah, this door is closing, but I'm not paying attention to the door behind me that's opening. You know, I I I, I thank God now where. The doors that close led me to having forcing me. They forced me to walk through other doors. Those doors led to Chris Shaw, yeah, which led to me, which led to all this. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, those doors led to uh, to Greg Kanoy, yeah. Those doors, those doors led to uh, to multiple endless uh, opportunities that I have now and that I have at my fingertips that. I would not have been able to have those had I not been obedient. Mm -hmm. I would have been able to have those had, had those doors not been closed. So I've learned in this season not just I've been in, I've, I've been in this season of obedience now for about two years, but not just about obedience. I learned that you know we're, we're so quick to when something bad happens. Oh, that's the enemy. Mm. Why can't that be God closing the door? We sometimes we give the enemy too much credit. We got X. Yeah. And so I learned that I've learned to look at it now that when a door closes, okay. That's my wife praying for me. Mm -hmm. That God, that was in the door of God. Mm -hmm. And then when I turn around, because every time a door has closed, a bigger one has opened. Yeah. With a longer hallway, with more opportunities, and allowing me to do more things. Mm -hmm. And so it's 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 so important. When those things started happening, uh, I'm able, and I'm learning now, even as a husband, I'm learning now how to to take those types of successes and and turn around and motivate my family with those. Yeah. Um, and I know for for my wife, it, it can be when when it seems like man, why does it seem like we're hitting a wall? Why does it seem like God has stopped talking? Um, 
I'm always I, I try to see the silver lining, and sometimes it flips. Sometimes I'm like I don't hear him at all. Um, and I mean I said that when we first when we first got here when well not when we first got here about mid about midway through here I I got really frustrated one day we were driving around uh, Garland and I said I, I don't I feel like I don't hear him hmm. like I feel like he's literally went radio silent I'm like I do not hear God at all and all I'm asking for and yeah you know you know we do that with God God all I'm asking for that's not all we yeah. asking for but I don't, I'm I'm not asking for something so big if, yeah. You know, all I'm asking yeah. for is something. So, yeah, I know. Uh, all I'm asking for is a little bit of guidance. <laughs> somebody in my life that that can just mentor me. Well, then I met a pastor out here who started doing that. But then Tina prayed and said, well, anybody that's not of you, that's not leading you in that direction that you want mm. to go. Same vision. Same vision. He, pa- he he disappeared. So I prayed again. I met Greg Canoy. Mm. And shout out to Greg. Shout man. out to Greg. Yeah. And it, it's it's. It's been in those types of relationships that, because of my obedience uh, to God, it, it's allowed me to make those decisions for my family. It's allowed me to make those decisions that benefit my family yeah. because of that obedience. Mm. Um, and the only way I got to that obedience was through growth, Yeah, was learning from what I had done before, learning um, that just wasn't working. It wasn't, I wasn't going to try to force anything in Seattle. Mm. Um, so that's, that's very similar to with you in Connecticut because... Uh, you know, for for your wife, you know, her family is everything. Yeah, and you're saying, "Babe, we're we're, we're going to go here, mm. and we're going to rebuild here." And I love this. I I love Liz's support. Mm. I love the way I want to see Liz stand behind. I love that no matter how much she's uncomfortable, she's unwavering. Liz is in, it, in her well, support for sorry you. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Liz is uh, my wife. Liz, she's um. Of course, she, she's she's a rock. Yeah. She's a rock. She, my wife is uh, an absolute rock, man. Cause she's the one that keeps keeps everything together. That's my you that's know? Tina. That's hundred percent. And, 100% and Tina. she's the one that keeps everything together. When I'm falling apart and I'm you know bugging out and I'm like, you know, it's just a complete mess, hot mess. Yeah. You know, stress. She's the one. She's like, listen, the, are you forgetting who you serve? Yeah. Are you are you forgetting who gave you a word? I'm like, why are you stressing? So she brings me back down to earth. I'm like, okay, I'm grounded. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's and it's crazy how what you were saying earlier about that we give the devil, we give Satan, we give Lucifer, we give the enemy too much credit. Way too much. Way too much credit. Way too much credit. Let me and 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 whoever you know whoever's watching us um on Facebook. And through my Facebook Live, um, let me tell you something about giving the devil credit. We give the we give the devil we give Satan too much credit of something that he didn't put not one seed of blessing into it. Absolutely. We give the devil so much credit in our lives, we which we should not give him not even one percentage of credit in our lives. For example, if something goes, if I have a bad day. Okay, if I have a bad day, or I slam my finger, or I got into a car accident, or I got, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, oh, you know what? That was the devil. Not today, Satan. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the first thing we say. The first thing we say is not today, Satan. No, that was the devil trying to kill me. No, the devil has. The, listen, the devil has no. The devil doesn't have no power to kill you. No. If he didn't have no authority of giving you life, what makes you think he has the power to kill you? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I come from you know from from my Hispanic um, 
um, from a Hispanic background from the Dominican Republic, you know, where, which there there is, you know, there is a, a, a huge percentage of, um, you know, people that are, that are living, preaching, and, and just living the gospel, the true gospel of God. And then, you know, when you have your negatives, you have your positives. Right. You have people that, you know, warlocks. You have people that do witchcraft. You have people that believe in white magic, black magic, and all that right. stuff, right? But you have people that fight against that. Right. You need that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, in my country, it's like, if anything happens, anything bad happens, oh, no, that was the devil. No. Listen, I don't give, if there's, that's a saying, I was, it was crazy because I was thinking about that yesterday when I was driving from work. It was like, in DR, and I know a lot of people here um, will, um, will understand, um, in DR when it's like sunny, right, and it's like the sun's out, it's like 97 degrees, and it starts raining, <laughs> it might sound funny. They say that the reason that it's raining while it's sunny is because a witch or warlock is getting married. Really? Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the? I don't understand. When it's sunny outside? Yeah, when it's sunny. Because yeah, it's the same yeah. weather in Florida. Florida could be sunny right now, and it rain, it's just like here. Honestly, I can. One thing about Dallas, Dallas's weather is bipolar. Bro. <laughs> Man, come on. This man. is crazy. I'm going to whatever we got in Dallas. We we got our first. Uh, what is it? Um, flash flood. Yeah. And that truck shaking. We have a big truck. And yeah. that truck shaking. And Tina looking like. I don't know this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this is going to work yeah. out. Like, you didn't tell me it did all this. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was sunny just like and beautiful like it is today. And I mean, it was literally like you driving along. I dropped my phone. Yeah. And you look up, and it's, it's, it's like it's 1130 at night. It's yeah. pitch black dark. The trees yeah. blowing so hard, it's leaning over, touching the concrete. Oh, yeah. Man, and it was, so going back to that, it was like they, it was a huge saying that, you know, either a warlock or a witch is getting married. Right, and I started thinking about it. Like we give the enemy, we give the devil so much credit in creation that has nothing to do with creation. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. In the beginning of time, the Word of God says that God made the heavens and the earth. Right, He made the light, and He said, He said what? It was good. He made the waters. He made the trees. He made the animals. He made fruits. And what did He said? It was good. When he said, let it be light, let it be light, and it was good. Nowhere in the text it says that Satan had one percentage when it has to come with the weather of, of Mother Nature. You know what I'm saying? But then as soon as something goes wrong. As soon as something goes wrong, no, the, oh no, that's a tornado. Yeah, no, no, let's be realistic. Listen, people need to understand. People need to understand us, you know, coming from a religious, because let's be honest, we come from a religious background. Yeah. People that are religious, we need to start keeping, we cannot, I repeat, we cannot keep God in a box. God is too big to keep him in a Absolutely. box. We need to stop putting God in a box saying that God, no, God is so much bigger than that. God is so much more than that. I will not give, and I refuse to the day I die, I refuse to give any percentage or any credit to Satan in my life. Zero the, listen, the devil has no, no, no percentage in my life. No, yes, obstacle, obstacle, and 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 things come. You need to. If there's a wall, you need to break through that wall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't believe. I don't believe in 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 hard times. I believe in purpose. Yeah, absolutely. I believe in purpose because when you have a purpose. The enemy is going to try to attack you. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the devil is not going to attack you. He will attack you. So let's, let's 
let's go down let's go down that rabbit hole then um because did you have that did you was that in you before you married got married and had kids what was what that my belief that, that you no 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 not your beliefs but that you knew that it we I have to be about purpose where did that growth come no. from okay um because the 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 portion everybody's heard so far with us is where we're at now as men mm. but we had to grow to be that mm. we had to we had to learn how to be that we had to we had to work at that this us getting married and having kids we didn't instantly become at a household like every overnight and decide that we're gonna start making decision making we had to we we've made good decisions mm. we've made some bad decisions we but how how have you made sure that you've grown through it all so for me to give you an answer for me to give you an answer of that i have to ask you a question like like real quick let me, let me touch on that one. yeah how did you go from go from it's about what vladimir needs to do to but what is my purpose i need to operate in my purpose and that's what i should be doing not what i want to do but what god's called my purpose to be how old were you when you believed that you knew what was your purpose how oh man i was because you gotta okay go ahead Wait, how old was I knew what I knew what how old were you when you knew your purpose in the kingdom oh I can think back to maybe five or six, six. I knew I knew since I was six I knew I wanted to serve mm. I knew I wanted to I knew that God has called me to serve now as I when I was a kid you know you know you switch when you're a kid yeah I wanted to be an FBI agent mm. uh, then I wanted to be uh, and then I left that alone, and I wanted to be a lawyer because I, I knew I wanted to help people. Mm. I knew I wanted to serve. I didn't. I had never heard of social service. Yeah. I had never heard of a social worker. I heard of CPS, but I didn't know what they were. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a whole other life out there as far as it being there being homeless and people that have addictions and things like that. Um, so. I knew I, I've, I've known since forever that I wanted to serve. I just didn't know how I wanted to serve. Mm. Um, and then as I as as I got into the end of my teenage years, um, I started really learning uh, what it, what social work was. Um, how you you know there, there's these people out here that it's their job to help families, to help kids, to help men. Um, well, not a whole lot of men, hence why I had to start it out. <laughs> but uh, but there there was so much. There, there was so there was another just a different uh, environment out there of where people were serving in this way, and it wasn't about going to court, and it wasn't, and I had to I had dispelled wanting to be a lawyer because I started having moral issues around it. Mm. You know, I started learning that you have to defend somebody regardless, even if you know they're guilty, and you know they did it, you still gotta you're taking an oath. But what about the oath I took with God? Yeah. So. Then I got into social work, which I, which, and when I got into social work, I started out at the bottom with mental health, with care, you know, as a caregiver and things like that, um, in community protection. And I hid that from my parents. Wow. Because they, they hadn't really heard of, you know, social work either or mm -hmm. mental health either. So it's like, why are you working on all them crazy people? If I tell, if I, you know, you go home and say, hey, yeah, I got, I got this new job. And my client is mild schizophrenic, got anger management, got multiple personalities. So like, they're like, what? No, you're not going to work the whole, the whole vocabulary. <laughs> you, you absolutely are not going to do that. But, and that was the thing is that I loved it. I, I love serving people. I loved serving the community. I loved working with people. So you were made to serve. I was made to so serve. So let, let me tell you something about me. I didn't know my purpose 
in the kingdom. There's a difference. You, there's two different purposes. Purpose in life and knowing your purpose in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. You know, I knew my purpose in life when I was like 15. 15's not bad. 15. I knew that I wanted to be a professional man. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to have, I wanted to have a beautiful wife. I wanted to have the, the, the nicest cars. Like, I wasn't thinking about kids anytime yet. But right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that, that's, what, that's what my purpose was in life at 15. Now, be, me knowing my purpose in the kingdom of God, I knew my whole life. I knew my whole life for the reason why. Let me explain. The reason why I knew my whole life and my, my purpose in the kingdom of God is for the reason why that I was born into the church. All right? I was born into the church. My dad was a, a you know, he was a leader in the church. I was, you know, I was worshiping in church. When, when I got older, I started, st you know, staring away. I stopped going to church. I, I I didn't want anything to do with church. Yeah. Period. I think I think we you know I, think, I think we I think we all go through that. that exactly. Yeah. But never when I was what never when I was when I wasn't saved. Never not not once didn't stop. Not once I never stopped believing in God. I knew that I has. I know there was something more than life. Right. I knew there was a purpose in my life. I didn't know what I was gonna be. Right. But I believed that there was a purpose. Right. Okay. Now when I got older. I believe what was the result of my purpose. Right. My my, the, you know, the, the the revelation of me knowing my purpose is is preaching the gospel of Christ. You know, in, in the planting that seed of salvation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 I'm so passionate. I'm so passionate in what I believe in. I'm so passionate when I talk about God. I'm so passionate in when I talk about Jesus. I'm so passionate when I when I talk when I talk to people how he changed my life. I'm so passionate when I let people know that it's like, you know what? I I, I just just let me give you a little taste of what I feel. And I'm gonna tell you how come I'm so passionate because he saved me from death. He saved me from addiction and he saved me from jail. And I'm forever thankful. That's why I'm so passionate when I talk about the God I believe in, the God I've served. That's when I talk about Jesus. Listen, when I talk about Jesus, I try to go all the way. Not halfway, all the way. Because you know people like, oh, Jesus loves you. And that's it, leave it like that. Now, I want to tell you, you know what? Jesus loves you. Do you know that he died on the cross for you? Do you know what he did for you? You right. Know you right. Come on, let me say yeah, man. You know, I don't, try to, I don't try to drill Jesus down people's throats. I don't do that. But I do got to tell you, actions speak louder than words. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because if 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 I accept the as if if I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I literally have to live it, breathe it, walk with it, and show that difference in my life. So people can understand. People can say, you know what? I remember him when he was a kid. Yeah. I remember him from the block. This well, something something changed. But even, but even, but even to see you stray away and still come back, it's all, it, it's all growth. It's all, it's all. That's that's all part of serving. Yeah, that's all part. Of, that's what happens when you serve God. It's, it's those. You know, people think that when you become a Christian, it's, it's this, it's this. Oh, you know, we became a Christian, so we're all, we're all good now. There's no more hard times ahead. No, no. It, it, that's that's when it gets harder. This is when it gets harder. This is when it gets harder. Like climbing up the mountain, climb, climbing up the mountain is is easy because you're going up. But coming down the mountain, that's when you get the, all the tests. Because Moses, let me tell you something about Moses, right? <laughs> Moses is one of my favorite characters and um, um, persons in, in, in the Bible, right? When Moses 
went up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments tablets, right? He went up. But the, the, the test, when he came down, because when he went up, he left the people, you know, they were calm, they were good, they believed in God, God has made miracles, God did this and that. Going up, he was cool. But coming down and finding that the, the same people, the God's people, let me get this right, God's people, the same people that when he went up, they were worshiping God and they were, you know, they were happy of all the blessings. The same people when he came down are worshiping a a, a, a gold a cow or a bull. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you deal with that? That's a test. Because the same people you thought that you went up the mountain with, you think it's going to be the same ones when you're coming down the mountain. Absolutely And absolutely not. not. That's when purpose comes in. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're marked for a purpose, bro, it doesn't matter what relations you go to, bro, you're going to stick with it. It doesn't matter what you go through, you're going to be with it. It doesn't matter what, listen, you could go to hell and back, bro, that glow will never go away. But it's up to you to keep it up like that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, I, and I guarantee you, when Moses came down the mountain, he must have been like, yo, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just left an hour ago. Y'all with your straight chilling. When I come down, yeah, what? You guys are, do, you guys are doing this? You guys are, no. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy thing about it is that even with that, even with that, even with that, to this day, Israel, it is God's people. No matter Absolutely. what. And they were stubborn and they were hard-headed, bro, but God still, that's the love of God, man. That's the love of God when you, when you, when, when you. I believe that everybody has a purpose. Absolutely. I believe everybody has a purpose. Christians, non-Christians, non-believers, believers, not it, whatever it is, atheists, I don't care. Yeah, I don't purpose. care. You have a purpose. There is a purpose, but it is your job to find that purpose, to see what it is. Well, on that, on that, let me close this out. Because I, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to follow that. But let, me, <laughs> but let me close this out. <laughs> So for everybody listening, um, and, and and especially for all the the, the older men, even young men listening, uh, growth and decision making as a head of your household is a full time job. It is your first job. It is a space that has the ability to make or break your family, but it is also the most rewarding duty you have as the head. Leadership is not something that is acquired the day you say I do. Like most things in life, it's a learned behavior that produces the absolute best results when it has been taught with accountability and humility. When you make a decision as a man to commit yourself to a woman and start a family, you are telling her that from this moment forward, I will think of us, I will think of us and only bring you solutions that support all of us, not just myself. That message must be loud and clear at the start of your marriage. It is that marriage that it is that message that most women are accustomed to. That's the symbolism of the father walking his daughter down the aisle and giving her away. It means I'm taking over from your father. It means I will now be operating in your best interest as he has done for your whole life. I want to encourage every able-minded man out there to take a good look at the decisions you're making and who you're making them for. Me being big on accountability, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Man, it is your responsibility to make sure the decisions you make benefit and grow your family. It is your responsibility to make sure that your decisions lead to actions and showcase your loyalty to only your family. You don't know your block. You don't know the hood. You don't know your friends. You don't know social media. Yep. You don't owe the ex that's no longer in your life. You don't owe the other parent that you did not make a covenant with. Fellas, your child's mother is not the contractor for the house that you and your wife are building. And Ooh. that's another upcoming yes. show. So yes. we, we're not going to go. We're not going to go. You're talking heavy right now. 
And you don't owe your parents anything other than to do better than what they did for you. Yes. And if you have parents that you feel set the bar too high, then I suggest you start working on your vertical. The bottom line is this. You haven't heard me use the word perfect in any of this. You don't have to be. But you do have to be the head or else your body will have no clue where it's going. Thank you for listening to the Head of Household Radio Show. Have a blessed day.